0: Welcome back to the Modern Old School Training Podcast. I'm Aaron King, and today's topic is cardiovascular conditioning, AKA fitness. And That's so we're gonna talk, uh, Coach Bob King is gonna kinda of break down uh, some some studies and then some training things that you can think about in just your conditioning, which I think is uh, very important.
1: Well, it is, and uh, you know, from a coaching standpoint, I've, I've said for years there's no halftime adjustment for fatigue, right. and that conditioning or that Fighting off fatigue comes from a cardiovascular uh, fitness standpoint, and so if I go to the early days and work my way forward, it was very difficult to figure out how to take what we know in science. Uh, it's been established for decades now that a good base of cardiovascular fitness is a 20-minute run, and so as a coach uh, in high school, I was coaching football at t- football at the time. I had a problem. I couldn't take my football team out and just go run for 20 minutes. And um, uh, I I just kind of, you know, I had the knowledge that I had at the time. I'm still learning things, but I did some hypothesizing. And so I figured after about, let's just round it to two hours of football practice, if we pull our pads off and went for a jog, let me think, if we do, and I started trying to, you know, make things fit the paradigm. So it's like, Every football player on the team should be able to run an eight-minute mile. And some of you all think, well, yeah, no kidding. Keep in mind, I've got some some big boys who play on the right tackle. That, that's a long way to go. And so um, I had to figure something out. And so what we did was um, we couldn't run for 20 minutes. We couldn't run over the track and go run a mile. So I just went ahead and hypothesized, if everybody should run an eight-minute mile, what I'll do is we'll pull off the shoulder pads and we'll just do a timed run. And this is where it really gets... I think good is that we would say, okay, everybody's going to go and we're going to break it down like this. Everybody runs for six minutes. I blow the whistle. You get a one minute walk. We blow the whistle. You get two more minute run because we also know it's hard to stop and then restart. So I wanted to stress them. I figured after two hours, the central system is fatigued. And so they're going to be able to get some benefit out of it because uh, they're not fresh. And coaches like to think everybody's going to do the same. Well, that was the best way I could do it because those little skinny wide receivers are going to go flying by, and that's because that's what they do in a game. And they go up and down the field. The linemen aren't going to run as far, but they don't run as far in a game because they're taking three steps and they're done. So we equalized it and made all the coaches happy. And we found that during the course of the season we never got tired and it was like man we did that on uh, every wednesday after workout and it just paid big dividends we had other running schemes going on during the week but not for today but uh, we mixed it up between short and, but those timed runs fast forward uh here in the last year or two i ran across some mayo clinic papers on uh, cardiovascular fitness and it just the data is there. Cooper did a bunch of stuff and everybody keeps bringing, you know, cardiovascular training and methods out. And we can, you know, we can argue about the best way. It's get your heart rate going. I'm, I'm just a, uh, I think the weight room is easy. I promote the weight room. I'm in it every day, but I'm also doing my fitness every day. And so uh, I take a day off. But what we want to do is get people understanding that cardiovascular fitness trumps everything. So now, when you say that when i say that too many people just run off to go and say i can't jog i had no way i can go carry this body across the country I, I that's not what i said cardiovascular fitness comes in many forms and uh, i don't run anymore the uh, the wear and tear is added up so i'm a airdyne guy i'm on a assault bike that's my you know weapon of choice uh, stairmaster i have at home so those are the things i use and it works just fine for my annual physicals and so forth Now, for the people watching at home, it's like, okay, my kid can benefit from doing that beneficial extra workout. The King boys, when they're high school days, we get on the air diet on Sundays before Monday practice to get their system going because we needed, you needed to be fit and it paid off really well. So where we're headed with this, back to the Mayo Clinic papers, they did research across the spectrum in decades, like 40-year-old, 50-year-old, 60-year-old, in the 70s and, and all into 80s. And they found a couple of things. The paper showed that the better, higher level of cardiovascular fitness you had, your life expectancy obviously was better. I mean, that's not so obvious, but it was predictable. When I first got into this business, i had a uh, lecture i was in attending where the uh, doctor speaking was talking about cardiovascular fitness and he concluded with this he says we cannot promise to add years to your life but we can add life to your years and that was just a great summary statement because uh i don't know how old anybody can live to be but you want to live <laughs> you don't want to be you know in a bed and you know just incapable of doing anything Cardiovascular fitness gives you the best opportunity to do that. What can you do in the weight room as far as cardio, like the circuit yes. training and stuff? So- I did a master's thesis on that, that question. It's like uh, mm-hmm. we did uh, the research on the kind of the lift and move principle. And so, uh, when you go into the weight room, you lift, and what we designed is the programs where it was uh, push pull. It's the oldest trick in the book. And we mixed. We did the program design where we mixed it up, and we have you going from one exercise to the next in what we call segments. And the segment may have three to 12. So there's three, fours. There's all kinds of combinations, which make it really good for individuals on long-term training because you got to have variation. And so uh, we try to go 30 to 45 seconds between sets and keep going. And the little research I did showed uh, a, a very good rate of return on the cardio, cardiovascular fitness when it came to the mile and a half run and so one group did uh, two days of weights with three days of running and the other group did three days of, of running and two days of weights and so what we end up finding is they were very close to each other and they did the same running so the the extra weight day and the less one less running day didn't short
0: circuit that group so if you have uh, if you're, you're planning out your conditioning for for the summer for the NC whatever it is how are you? How are you sprinkling in a mix of? We're just gonna load more on say we're doing more crossfires. Or we're doing more gasters or half gasters versus. No, I'm gonna actually mix it up between more uh, high intensity sprints versus longer timed runs and. You know, so the difference between uh, the, the intensity or heart rate zone. Well, we just, we we have over the
1: years been blessed with accidents. And so we do the, you mentioned the high speed and the high intensity. We do these high speed 110s. And uh, uh, that was remarkable findings there. I mean, it, was, it's, it can't be published because it was just, we went out and ran. And so we took a group of guys out and did these high speed 110s that we do that are 95% effort. And we do... Four to six of them then we come back and uh, uh the next week or the next workouts we just do our regular interval stuff well one year we had that go on we did the high speed then we did the regular intervals on a saturday then the third week we went back to the high speed but we had new guys and the first time anybody does it the high speed 110s just uh, just sabotage them they just okay i'm done and then when we got the we just accidentally like I said had this contrast group where we had you know new people with the veterans and the veterans just flew through it and the new people had the same response as they did the the veterans did the first time it's like man the body's adaptive ability and what we found was the uh, ability to run the high speed 110s made the standard intervals faster because that's what their body was now trained to do and so that benefit was there and we know that because in our principles of building capacity at the high speed level that heart rate is at its top end and so when i say do it at your 95 percent perceived effort your heart rates right behind you at 95 percent and so it benefits from that and the cardiovascular fit benefit has been established with the training we do on the timed runs on Wednesday and so uh, in the football program back to the Mayo Clinic thing for individuals who are where does this apply to me is the Mayo Clinic papers covered a lot of data but of all the stuff they covered, I had the most striking uh, revelation when they said, and at this point, we really don't know how much cardiovascular training is too much. Okay, I get that, because it's just impossible to run people to death. But they said it in the paper, they said it twice. They said that we don't know how much is too much. Then they talked about the study and the data, and then they came back at the end and said, at this point, we just don't know how much is too much. So that's pretty remarkable that you report repeat yourself in a study because you want to try to get all this information out, and you come up with we don't know how much is too much for the average individual. There's a it's self-limiting because you, you probably have to go to work or do other things, so you just can't go in and see how long you can go. There's cleanup and eating and all these other things that are involved. It's just self-limiting. Therefore, the takeaway would be that you're okay to do what you can do and at some point you just have to realize that I've been on the apparatus for 30 minutes I'm not going to get any more fitter and it's not going to do that much difference for me so let me go ahead and I can go forever now once I establish I can go forever don't you know just uh uh, you know there's the issues of getting as you get older it's like man I'm going
0: to need a nap so you now interfere with your day yeah and there's (sighs) there's the balance of how much is too much or how much can I do versus the benefit for sports yes. conditioning. And, you know, I, I could do gassers, I could do all sorts of conditioning drills all summer long, whatever, but nothing substitutes game shape and just getting into right. game shape. So like, even if you're playing pickup basketball, right. for example, um, that, that first when I, if I get back into it, those first few just runs up and down the court, I feel like my heart's gonna explode. Uh-huh. But then you do it for a week or two weeks, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's it just done, it's a totally different shape. Well, that's exactly right. We can keep coming around to the specificity of training,
1: but the body is a very good adaptive organism, and so if if you have the built-in capacity because you're a fit individual, the adaptation is quick. That's the, that's the key part to know. Uh, the other thing that comes up is um, uh, one study showed that the extreme people, ultra marathoners, and, and some of those way out there that not only just do, you know, it's not a matter of being on the treadmill for three hours. It's a matter of just, you know, climbing mountains and just going at a such a high level that they did find some amounts of heart muscle damage. And I didn't have a lot of information out of this study, but I could only infer that it was treating it like, you know, like weightlifting. You overload the, the skeletal muscle, it has microfiber tear, micro, microtrauma, which is uh, tearing of the muscle fiber, and it has to recover, hopefully, be stronger. And I'm not sure I want to mess with the heart muscle that way because uh, uh, it's much smaller and it's just one of them. So uh, I kind of, you know, I've always wondered about those extreme guys and girls that are like, you know, whatever, you know, whether it's swimming, you know, not, not just a triathlon, but where there's a lot of lot of high-intensity activity involved. Do you know if that damage, if there was a long-term
0: effect or long-term
1: L- risk? They, Yes, but they didn't have a longitudinal study for that. So we couldn't do At this point that I was re- uh, reading the papers, it was not able to say, you know, now here's what we see 10 years later in that individual. So that's yet to be determined. But I just think it's common sense to a point. Uh, you know, we're, some of us, you know, especially it's a young man's game. It's like, I want to push it to the limit. Uh, I'm going to climb the mountain because it's there. I'm going to whatever. <laughs> Reel that in a little
0: bit. Um, be fit. Well, if anyone knows of a study, please just let us know oh, yeah. on the long term uh, for ultra marathoners and anything yes. like that. We'd love to to look at that and get the actual science on if if it exists or if the studies there. In fact, if anyone has any studies at all that they want us to oh, read, yeah. just let us know. Absolutely, we I think I think one of the things that athletes
1: are really good at that everybody needs to be kind of good at is you know, listen to your body. Uh, it's not. I have literally put my shoes on in the old days and gone out the door. 50 60 meters down the street not today that was and me you last walk week back. and yeah you, know, you just do it <laughs> yeah. and you just listen and live to fight another day because you're not going to get out of shape overnight you may feel like it but most of it's
0: here physically you're okay well you might if you didn't sleep especially after reading matthew walker's book.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly i know that's <laughs> oh no but uh uh just be smart i think is the biggest thing i can do uh, with athletes it's fixed season's over you're off. Off season, they tend to build up or leave out some of that harder or or, uh, uh, heavy duty training. But uh, with guys like me and, and, uh, you know, nine to five folks, just be smart about it. You know, there's, there are, uh, let's say there are standards to what you need. Get what you need. Maybe if you got the ability to do more, go right ahead. Uh, You know, there's all these body types. If you're you know if you're five eight 140 pounds you can probably do a whole lot more than i can at six two two fifteen and so uh just help yourself but just listen to your body yeah i've
0: been doing the two on one off rule for mm-hmm. me for training now that i'm retired and yeah. just trying to stay active uh there it's nice having a day where it's like okay i just did two days in a row mm-hmm. so i can take off today like i'm allowed to yeah so sometimes the yeah that's still five days a week so yeah. having that like that that built-in rest where it's like you earned it or whatever it's it's psychologically you do what works for you Right. I, I, have,
1: I have created a routine for Bob King that works for Bob King, and that is I just work out until my body says I need a break. Did I work out five days in a row or four, or, I don't know, I don't keep up. By not keeping a personal training log anymore, I find my workouts are, are more interesting because what did I do yesterday? Oh, okay, I don't remember, let's do this. And so um, uh, I worked out, I did a weight routine yesterday and then today and then tomorrow I don't know yet. And so uh, I just go until I need that break. And then I'm glad I did so I can assure people that if you take that break, when you come
0: back the next day, you're going to feel good. All right. Well, if you need some workouts, go to kingsportstraining.com, and we got a whole training library there. And if you have any requests for anything more specific, let us know. Uh, You can talk to Coach King on Twitter or Instagram at Coach Bob King. And then I'm on social media, all the same places, at Deep Snap. And so, yeah, just go to kingsportstrain.com. That's the main thing I can tell you. And then, of course, any studies, any comments, feedback, questions—absolutely. Anything you want us to clarify or you think we need to correct, anything at all, please just leave a comment, and uh, we'll address it. And um, probably uh, have some more content like this in the next episode uh, because we got some really good studies we're digging into right now. But uh, for now, uh, I'm Aaron Kings, Coach Bob, and we'll talk to you next time. See you.